The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right. Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, I am really excited to talk about a topic that I have wanted to address on this show for a while, and it's just other things keep jumping ahead of it. But today, I want to talk about a question that a lot of people ask when I teach about intuition development that I think is so important, and that question is, can your intuition ever be wrong? Right. And so a lot of people ask that question. So I'm going to backtrack. You know, this is a podcast about intuition and we talk about intuition all the time. But for the sake of argument, I'm going to backtrack a little bit now and talk about what I think intuition is because that will help us answer the question. So the way that I understand intuition, right, is that we're all spirits at our core having a human experience. And when we have this human experience, we naturally forget our divine origins. And some of us remember them more than others, by the way. And again, that veil, that blindfold is getting, for many of us, a little less dense. And so, you know, it's a little less blindfolding and a little less dark. But overall, the path of the spirit in human form is to forget so that you can remember. Your intuition, though, is that part of you that never forgot, that's always connected to your divine origins, and that is always informing you, guiding you. And when you learn to tune into it and use it more, is the one that will help you and support you on your awakening journey. And and with everything else, too. It doesn't have to be about awakening. So your intuition, right, is that connection to your soul. I like to think of it as our spiritual GPS system where it just keeps us on track. And the more we learn to connect with it, the more we you know, cut through that blindfold and, and we allow ourselves to be guided. Now, intuition won't give you all the answers because it can't. And intuition, in my estimation, is just what's true in the present moment. And oftentimes our brains, our minds, our ego, our, the part of us that wants to know and control and have a sense of stable reality across time. And time is just an illusion that your brain creates for you so that you can have this human experience. We, you know, we want to know questions that our intuition either can't answer because, you know, free will and stuff, 
or even just won't answer because part of the cooperation with this life thing here is is there's always a little bit of not knowing. There's always a little bit of a leap of faith. We get what we get. We know what we're shown, but we also have to find our way through. I often say earth is an experiential realm. We learn through doing. So part of us wants to know everything to prevent ourselves from having experiences, but fortunately... Uh, though it might sometimes seem annoying to your ego, but fortunately, you know, we get to have these experiences. And so intuition will guide you on your experience, but it won't necessarily, and it might even, it might even prevent you from having certain experiences. If you listen and you get the memo, you may be able to avoid certain pitfalls. Um, but overall, your intuition will not give you the whole answer because you are here to have an experience. So that's number one. But it is also my belief, like I just said, that intuition will always tell you what's true in the now. And the now is a moving target. So what's true now, it's already not true again, <laughs> right? Because the only constant is change. We're, we're constantly evolving. So, but I do believe that in that present moment, whatever you get from your intuition is 100% correct. Every time it cannot be wrong. However, does this mean if you think something's your intuition, you know it's 100% right? Well, yes and no, because there's a lot left open to interpretation, right? And there's a lot the guides say too about how we frame the question. And so there's a lot, even with that intuitive connection, there's a lot of places where we can go a little bit off, okay? I want to say we can go wrong, but I don't really believe there's a wrong, but there are places where the confusion can set in between getting that pure intuitive information and understanding and acting on it. And that's where errors and inaccuracies start to come in, right? So it's my thought that, you know, say your intuition is like the sun and the sun is always shining and it's always there and it's always true and it's always pure. But on some days and some moments, right, the sun is a little bit harder to see or depending on the angle of the sun, right? At sunset, it's going to create different colors, different ways of seeing things. The sun is always the same, right? But the way that we interpret it, see it and experience it is going to shift. And that's a little bit what it's like with your intuition. So the short answer to the question is, no, your intuition can't be wrong. But the longer answer is your interpretation and the way you experience and act on your intuition, that's when we could potentially run into trouble. And again, it's not even really trouble. It's just life. But again, if you are believing that everything that you think is your intuition must be a thousand percent, then you might get disappointed sometimes when it doesn't work out exactly as you thought. So what are some of the things that can get in the way of our truly interpreting and experiencing and connecting with our intuition? Well, one thing that can get in the way is when we have a very strong idea of what we want our intuition to tell us right? So I often say this as strong attachment to outcome. When you really ask a question or want guidance on something, but you want to get a particular answer, you will most likely block your intuition or at the very least, um, you could color it, right? In a color that was not originally intended because intuition always involves that step of surrender where we let go of what we think should be and we allow to just hear what is. All right, so that's the first way that people sometimes get confused. Sometimes people too will get an intuitive hit. You know, they'll get a little bit of information and then the mind will react to that and fill in the blanks or create a story or even be a little afraid if that information coming through is something that suddenly you're like, 
oh, that's not what I thought I wanted, right? Then your mind might come in and create some fear stories around that, or it might come in and change it around so that it's a little more palatable. So these are some of the ways in which even though the intuition itself was correct, the mind comes in, fills in the blank and sort of taints or distorts that information that came through, right? Sometimes too, the guides say, and I'm going to quiet down so I can hear this because I think it's something that might not already be something that's apparent to me. So hold on. They say that sometimes too, what happens is that you get a piece of information and that information is true, but because again, time is always changing, it's a moving target, the choices that you make based on the information that comes through, they're going to change a little bit the accuracy of that information. So I'd love for them to give us an example. And they're saying like, for example, say, you know, you have a strong intuition to move, right? To get out of the house that you live and move somewhere else. And then you listen to this information, but maybe you don't hear it hundred percent clearly, right? And so you understand, okay, they're saying to move, so I think that means I should just, you know, move to another place in Connecticut or wherever you live. I just lived in Connecticut. So <laughs> I'm sure they're giving me this information, right? You know, if you came in too quickly and kind of filled in that blanks rather than feeling into it and you made a decision to move somewhere to Connecticut, right? From Connecticut to Connecticut. And again, this is kind of me because a lot of you know I just moved cross country, right? If I had done that, it would have been an extra step because my real calling was to move to the West Coast, um, which I do believe was, um, and I'm getting a thumbs up, <laughs> was, was the guide saying, this is where I needed to be right now. But let's just say for an example that I had heard the call to move, but I hadn't heard the whole thing or I had foreclosed or, you know, on that information, or I just didn't understand. And I immediately listened and I was like, okay, I'm going to move. And I moved within Connecticut, right? That would have had an extra step. And that might've complicated things. It might've complicated things in terms of what are my next steps to get to whatever, you know, is going to the flow, the harmony that the guys wanted me to experience by moving to California. So sometimes when we get a partial answer or we act on the information, but we don't act from a place of intuition, it's going to change things. The guides say sometimes even when we do act according to their information, right? This is a shared space where lots of other beings are also co-creating reality with us. So sometimes we do do something and then something changes. So again, the intuition was true in that moment of time, but something changed. Sometimes it can be something internal to you. Oftentimes the guides say it's something internal to you. You switch, you shift, and therefore that shift changes how the outside world is here to support you and, and what the right choice will be. But it can also be the case that other beings have shifted and those other beings are impacting you in some way. And so in order to follow our intuition, we have to have some flexibility because again, intuition is what's true in the now and the now is a moving target. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive.
So I'm thinking of an example, and I don't know if I've shared this on the show before, but I'm going to share it again of another time. So years ago, when I graduated from my counseling program, I was looking for a job because I needed to have a job so I could get supervision hours so I could get my license. At the same time, I was already doing my intuitive work and I had already developed you know, a, a pretty decent client base of people that were coming to me just for intuitive guidance. So my question at the time was sort of, am I going to do one thing where I'm going to go somewhere where I can kind of put this intuition and this counseling thing together or am I going to keep two separate tracks? And I was leaning more towards the together thing or the partially together thing, because even in the counseling work that I did, like I like to use my intuition as much as possible. And I was a little, you know, woo woo. So anyhow, I was looking for different jobs. And at the same time, I was working with this coach. I worked with him a couple of times. And after talking to him, you know, and he was, um, I wouldn't work with him again, <laughs> but at the time he kind of helped me or gave me the idea that I should do these two things separately. So at the beginning of my journey, I tested a bunch of places with one of my teachers who's really good at getting intuitive information. And one place in particular did not test well. And I thought that was such an obvious place because it was very close to my house and it was well-respected and a lot of people got their supervision hours there. So I couldn't understand why it didn't test well and I kind of couldn't let it go. And so anyway, the interesting thing was after I worked with this coach and I came up with this idea that I was going to do two separate things when I asked my teacher the question again of this place, because I couldn't stop thinking about it, she said, oh, now it tests well. What changed? Right? And so what had happened was that would not have been a good place for me to do both of my works together. But if I had, now that I've changed my intention or my goal to do two separate things, that would have been a good place for me to do my counseling work so long as I never wanted to bring the intuitive piece in there. So at the end of the day, I did not choose that job. I chose a different one and I was able to, you know, weave the two things together a little bit more easily, even though, you know, I did some straight on counseling with most of my counseling clients. I definitely attracted into this space more people that were open to all of the things I had to offer, which was a gift. But again, when my mindset changed and my intention changed, the guidance changed as well. And that's really important. And it also reminds me that, it also depends on the level in which you're asking guidance for, right? So again, it's coming back to this idea that the guides were bringing up earlier in this episode. It also depends on the question you're asking because your intuition, your guidance will, will kind of often answer the literal question. So, you know, the answer is going to change by how you're framing that question. So for example, is this a great place for me to work? Well, if I'm going to do two separate things, Sure, that will work. It is positive. However, what about the question was, would I be better off at somewhere where I could do both, right? I think that I was. And again, life was very supportive in this case. And the first job I was offered was at a place that would let me do both. And then later I got an offer from this other place, but I had already taken the first job. So we were good. And sometimes life will do that for you too. Because remember, and this is probably the most important thing, you know, sometimes we want to use our intuition to know everything and to navigate everything and to figure everything out lest we make any mistakes. But life's got your back. Life's got your back. So ah, breathe. And what we really want to do is use our intuition to flow with that deeper current of life and, you know, let the intuition be the rudder but recognizing that we're moving with the flow and that the flow is, it's got us, it's supporting us, it's holding us, and that life is working for us, not against us. So take a minute to take that in because it's so important. When we use our intuition to try to control, 
it's not going to work as well. And eventually, you know, it's going to backfire because we're going to start asking fear-based questions and our intuition isn't super good at answering those. And even when it does, we're limiting the information that comes through by asking it from a place of fear. So I'm going to pause because that's so important and it's never come through like that before. So when you ask from that fear-based place, you are going to be limiting the way that you can incorporate and use your intuition. And more importantly, when you ask the fear-based question, it's almost like zooming in in a way that you may not get that whole, whole approach, right? So they're going back to the Connecticut, the moving example. They're saying, Victoria didn't. When she first got the memo, and I've talked about this before, but when I first got the memo, the first thing that came through about two to three years before I moved was a consistent hum in my brain that said it's time to downsize or it's almost time to downsize. And so it was getting me ready because my house had been a fortress. My house had been a haven, a sanctuary for me. And so I think my guidance knew it was going to take a little while for me to get comfortable. I'm even a little sad with the idea of of letting her go because it had been such a joy to me to live in that place and the life that we created there was was beautiful. Ah, and so it took about two and a half years or so of hearing these whispers, right? before I could really incorporate them. And what I did is, you know, I didn't put my house on the market the first time I heard that whisper. I probably wouldn't have been ready to, but I did keep feeling into it and noticing it and and asking myself, okay, where is this taking me? I started looking at houses actually in Connecticut, smaller houses closer to the water because I felt that call as well. Again, nothing connected, nothing clicked and nothing felt like, oh, this is the one, this is the time, right? And I didn't take the leap. But I did start to cooperate and listen. But at the same time, the guide said, what I also did is I asked for more information. I felt into it. I didn't feel like, you know, I had to knee jerk react. You know, I let it come. I let it flow. And oftentimes that's how intuition works, right? It gives us a little bit of information at a time and we feel into it. And we, I often say, follow the breadcrumbs. But you don't always have to make the big decision all at once. Sometimes it's just not appropriate. So I felt into it. And then the guides gave me more and more information and more and more little breadcrumbs and little tidbits until the whole picture became clear. And then I made the choice and I acted. And when we do it that way, we're releasing the need to use that intuition to control and using it more and more as just another facet of navigating our lives and navigating our lives from that deeper place of joy and alignment. Your mind is going to have a lot of ideas about how things should be in our emotions, like in my case, like clung on to a lot of things. My emotions are still clinging on to some things, friends. I am human. But every day when they get stirred up and, you know, it's been a little more so (laughs) recently than other times, but it's all good. You know, I always ask when I can, when I'm not in fear to take that step back and to be shown the big picture. And again, you don't always get the big picture all at once, but you'll get the breadcrumbs and then the breadcrumbs will start to make sense. And that is, again, part of that trust in life and trust in our intuition. So when we need to have a definitive answer to everything all at once, sometimes our guidance will give us whatever it can, usually. Sometimes it'll be radio silence, but sometimes it will give us an answer, but that answer may be incomplete. Got it? Because it may be giving you the answer, knowing what you think, this is the best choice but what you think might not be the best overall. So it's always good when we meditate on it and to ask for the highest good and to release our attachments to having to know now, because that is something that will block our intuition and limit us. 
Got it? All right, there's something else the guides want to say on this. So I'm going to tune in and see if I, if I got it. So hold on. So they're just saying part of the way we experience our intuition is part of how we frame the question. And that, you know, your guidance will always try to answer you. But again, if you can take that step back and you can surrender a little bit more to the process of life, your guidance is going to flow a lot more clearly, a lot more completely, and a lot more directly. And I just love that. And I hadn't really seen those two things together in that manner before. So, so glad I, I sat down just today at this right time to do this episode because you guys got to know that I learned stuff from these as well. So going back to that question, can your intuition ever be wrong, right? No. But again, how you interpret it, how you ask the question, what intentions you set, you know, are going to determine the value and strength of the information that you get and then how you use it. So the more that we can take that step back and the more we can use our intuitive connection from a place of love, not a place of fear the more deeply it will inform our lives. Now, if you're in a place of fear and you just need to know something quick, right, to get out of that, that is okay. You can use your intuition that way as well and it will guide you. And again, it will tell you what you need to know now. Fear is not as high a bandwidth, right? And so again, it it will be sort of like, oh gosh, what's the image they're giving me? Sort of like the difference between sort of triage, right? When you're on the battlefield and you're bleeding out and you just need to stop the blood versus, you know, working with a alternative healer, traditional, I don't know, like that's, you know, getting a whole view of your whole body and sitting down and saying like, what what's out of balance? And right, they're really, it's apples to oranges. But the latter, of course, when we're in that state can be a lot more informative because it's going to give us so much more information about how to live our lives and what will give us a greater sense of joy and a greater sense of balance. Whereas, you know, when you're asking the question on the battlefield, you're just trying to like get off in one piece. Got it? So it's really apples to oranges. It's different kinds of information. But just be aware, again, there could even be a conflict where what would make sense on the battlefield might not make sense the rest of the time. Oh, that's a good one too. So being aware too, context matters. And so again, intuition is always what's true in the present moment. And so, you know, sometimes we want to say, well, on that battlefield, you know, I needed to take some morphine. So let me just make that my way of life. Do not, do not take morphine every day, guys. That is not a good plan. Okay. Not recommending that. That is addicting and not a plan, but you know, it has its place, I suppose, you know, if, if you just, you know, lost a leg or something. Sorry for the imagery. So intuition is a beautiful gift. It is a beautiful gift that is always here for us to use in so many ways. The more we can connect from a place of love, from a place of joy, from a place of surrender, the more our intuition will support us. And the more we can recognize that it is not your job to know anything 100%. And in fact, you can't. Because the last thing the guides want to say about intuition, and I love this too, is remember, your intuition is your spirit. It's your soul speaking to you communicating with you. But while you're in human form, you are limited to what you can know and understand. It's just a thing, right? For example, words are really important here on earth and they are how we understand things. They're how we communicate. And to some extent, they're how we co-create our reality, right? However, they are not a thing on the other side right? We don't communicate in the same way. It is much richer. It is, it's just, it's much less limited. So when our guides or intuition tries to communicate to us through words, there's always going to be a lot lost in the translation. And this is true of everything. 
And you've probably heard me say before that one of the gifts I've had my entire life, um, and probably some of you have it too, but it's just, it's just the way that I understand it, is I've always had the ability to go beyond words, to feel into, it's not knowing, but just feel into the space beyond words and then sometimes bring stuff back through with words. And I've been doing that since I was a child and I did that a lot when I was in college and high school and had the opportunity to study philosophy and all sorts of things. Like I realized that was me hearing my guidance, but I will tell you that it's different when we when we're on the other side. And so remember too that part of this connection with our intuition is understanding that that deeper truth is not something that you're going to be able to completely and fully apprehend here in your human form. You're just not. And so you kind of got to let go of trying to do that. Again, we will get glimpses and you know, the more awoke we are, I hate that word, but that's what comes through, the more aware, the more we can expand our awareness, the more we're going to be able to get those glimmers of those deeper, higher truths through our human lens right? And that is a beautiful thing. And that is what you're here to do. However, you also have to understand that there's a certain co-cooperation here between you and your higher self and your guides and your spirit to understand that, you know, a lot of will get lost in the translation. So just be aware of that as well. Your human mind is not going to apprehend everything all at once. And so again, your intuition can be 100% correct, but it may not be able to communicate exactly everything the way that you want to know it. And again, some things will get lost in the translation. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Oftentimes, my guides will give me like three or four words for one thing. And they do that because it's, it's none in all of them right? It's just a way of keeping it a little bit loose. And I say this a lot on the show. I'll say it again and I'll end here. When we are talking about spiritual teachings or our very own intuition, it's great to have a soft mind, right? It's great to have a soft mind and to release that need to know everything definitively and just take that step back, create that space and see what wants to come through. And even when that information comes through, right, we create space around that. So show me how to incorporate this. Show me how to understand this. Show me how to feel this. Show me how to act on this. And your intuition will. We've all had experiences when we knew something and we knew it quick and we knew it definitively and we acted on it and it was spot on. And those moments are golden. And may you all have lots of them. But that is not the only way our intuition works. So be aware of that right? And those moments are usually very strong. They're very powerful. And there are often those battlefield moments where this is just the 411 now. But again, connecting with your intuition, the deeper meaning is connecting with the flow of life and this idea that I'm here in human form and that I'm going to know what I'm going to know as I'm going to know it. And my spirit is guiding me, right? But I also have to surrender to that. I have to surrender to that higher knowing and also allow that, and you've heard me say this before too, I get what I get and I don't get upset. And that's that's the bestest way to connect with your intuition. So sometimes you'll get a direct hit that's so clear what you need to do now. And other times it's a little bit more diffuse, but it's always guiding you. It's always there. It always loves you because your soul loves you. Your higher self loves you. Your spirit loves you. God loves you. Life loves you. You are love incarnate. It's always supporting you. And when you're hearing it correctly, it's always 100% true in the now. 
All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. This was a really fun episode. And so I'm really glad that I finally sat down to answer this question because I know a lot of people are having it. No, too, I do teach all the time about intuition development. So always check out my offerings for classes coming up. And I do have a self-paced class on my website. And I believe in the show notes, Activating Your Intuition, where I will walk you through the tools and strategies that I used and that I've used for hundreds of clients to help them deepen their connection with their own inner wisdom. So thanks again for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.